I'm Lindsay Berra, and welcome to Food of the Gods, a podcast that explores how elite athletes eat and train to fuel performance. This is part two of our conversation with 34-year-old Chris Hogan, who is newly retired following 10 seasons as an NFL wide receiver and a brief stint as a midfielder in the Premier Lacrosse League. Chris was a standout lacrosse player at Penn State for three seasons before leaving to play one year of college football at Monmouth University. He joined the NFL as an undrafted free agent in 2011, played for eight different teams, and appeared in three consecutive Super Bowls with the New England Patriots, winning in 2016 and 2018. In retirement, Chris still eats and trains like a multi-sport athlete, but he's also focusing on a new game, golf. What brought you to the mobility stuff before everyone else was doing it? So, I mean, obviously it was majority due to the, uh, Mike, um, who I was training with, but, you know, I always would battle back issues and, you know, playing a, a rotational sport for so long, everything was so tight. And I started to see the difference when I started the stretching and the mobility, working on hip internal and external rotation and all that kind of stuff. I started to see the difference in my, and just my running and my capability, you know, being able to cover more ground when I was, everything was opened up and, you know, not and working properly. Mm-hmm. And so being able to kind of see that on film and in my training, you know, it just, that kind of stuck with me. And so it's something that I continue to do to this day. We had Mike Boyle on the podcast and I've heard him say this so many times before when you're young, you can not warm up at all or warm up for like five minutes and then move on with your life. But he always says when you're 30, you got to add an extra five minutes and 45 oh. more minutes and 55 more minutes. So I saw one of the videos you posted on Instagram where you're down in your basement early in the morning with the hypervolt and the foam roller. Yeah. And you're talking about getting in the sauna. What did that, yeah. I just want people to understand like you at the time were 33 years old. What did that warm up? entail to get on to start your day oh god (laughs) but yeah i can say for the the five minutes for other people is more like 30 to 40 for me (laughs) for every single year that i tapped on but during the off season the training for me i would be up early i would go down and i would do my mobility i would do the stretch you know all of my stretching working on rolling out the, obviously the hyperbole, I just put the sauna in. So for me, it was kind of a way to kind of heat my body up a little bit more before I actually went to the, even went to the gym. And when I got to the gym, I still had another hour's worth of warming up to before I even felt comfortable kind of running. And, you know, that's kind of the tedious work that, you know, you have to put in if you want to get, reach the, I think the goals that you want, you know, I can't just roll out of bed anymore and run a 40 yard dash, <laughs> you know, my hamstring would rip off the bone, but I knew that, you know, especially after, you know, five, six years in the NFL, the value of me being able to kind of warm up and, and get my body kind of prepped for whatever I was going to tackle that day was very important. And I knew that was going to directly correlate to me being on the field. And so it was, just kind of part of the job. Your last off season technically got you ready to play lacrosse, which then mm-hmm. relayed back into football. But mm-hmm. what were those workouts like once you were done <laughs> with your 90 minutes of warm up? <laughs> <laughs> I always started with a lot of skill work. So for me, I, you know, kind of 
I would hit the wall or do some sort of shooting just so I can. And that was also a way for me to kind of warm my body up and just kind of get things moving. And then after that, you know, I really did a lot of core and rotational work because that was something that I haven't done in 10 years was that kind of movement. And, you know, I didn't want to go into this thing and blow up my back the first day of practice because I hadn't been doing stuff like that. And, uh, you know, after I was done with all of that, then, you know, I kind of moved into my normal stuff and, and you know, I didn't change much of my, my speed work. I didn't change any of the skill work. I definitely did more running just a little bit like of the, you know, a lactic capacity. So a little bit longer distance, a little bit longer, you know, time, you know, some curved running stuff to kind of get my ankles ready just for the change of direction that I was going to have to start doing on the lacrosse field. That would have been a little bit more than football, just because football can be a little bit more, you know, straight line speed. And so I, I definitely did a ton of that. And that seemed to get my body pretty well prepared for you know, the training camp when I went into the cannons. You say normal stuff. Did you have like lifts and just standard gym exercises that you would always do that applied, whether you were playing football or lacrosse? Mm -hmm. I did. I've always done single legs. So single leg squats, you know, any sort of variation of Bulgarian, you know, with the foot elevated, both feet on the ground. And that kind of went from in the beginning phases of the eccentric work. So really trying to build the strength and then kind of transition out of that after a few weeks and always kind of staying with the single leg stuff, just because I knew my trainer, Mike, you know, he really believed in the single leg and the strength really came from the sprinting mechanics and the high intensity sprinting that we did, that we would do over the course of an off season or training session. And it worked for me. And when something like that, you know, as a professional, I think when you find something that works for you, I think you kind of stick with it. And, you know, I was some of the single leg stuff brutal, but it works. So it's really funny. I just said this in our last podcast. I always ask guys, what is the exercise they love to hate the one that they can't stand doing, but they know it's good for them and they do it anyway. Oh, and like 80% yeah. of the people say split squats. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering if you had learned to like them or if nah. they were just something that you thought nah. was torture. <laughs> Never. There's not one part of me that loves single leg split squats. Especially with, especially when you add the eccentric portion of it, but I know that it's good for me and I know that it's something that's going to make me stronger. So you just kind of, you get through it, but that's definitely, a, it's a strong love hate relationship with that. <laughs> Do you have exercises in the weight room that you actually love? I mean, when I have to do like all of my core stuff, I love doing like all banded and resisted core workouts doing any sort of hip lift, you know, hip thrust for me is something that I can load safely and push myself to kind of keep adding more weight. But also I know that I'm not going to, you know, there's really no danger of me really hurting myself as long as I'm doing it properly. So those were kind of the, the ways for me to kind of get around putting a bar on my back. You know, I can do the single leg stuff. I, obviously I loaded the single leg as much as I could throughout the season and, and the off season, but you know, I knew I could push the load with the hip thrust and stuff of that nature. If you're going to start doing CrossFit with your wife, you're going to have to get that barbell back. I know. <laughs> I know. 
I know I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to work on something. It's gonna be a lot for me to work on if I'm gonna do CrossFit. So <laughs> I was doing I was doing hang cleans in the garage this morning, and those are my I love power cleans are my favorite with the barbell. But I I was having having a good time in the garage this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the the long warm up. Did you develop over the course of your career any favorite recovery methods? Yeah, I mean, you know, the sauna was something that I loved. I carry my recovery boots with me, the Normatex, wherever I go. And then honestly, body work. I really fell in love with the idea of massage and body, you know, getting body work done. And when I got to New England, you know, I, I started seeing Brady at his facility and TB12 and they focus primarily on body work and pliability and keeping your muscles pliable and flexible and all that kind of stuff. And I really fell in love with that process. And for me, that was something that I did multiple times a day and really kept me, I think, healthy and on the field and kind of was a way to work around the soreness and from after games and after practices. And if there was an, an injury, you know, being able to get someone to work on my body in that specific area or some, you know, something else that might be attributing to that. And the modalities I really never got into other than putting on the Normatec boots and the Hypervolt, which was kind of nice just to add there. But yeah, massage and body work was really my, I really hang my hat on. It kind of made me last in the NFL for so long. The Normatec with that squeezing and the Hypervolt, the massage gun, that's basically body work that you're doing mm-hmm. just without the other person anyway. So it's the same yeah. kind of thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like, it was for me, if I wasn't able to get a massage or be able to do that, I would just kind of go into the, into Normatec boots. And, you know, after I traveled or during training camp, if you're not able, you know, don't have as much time, those were always on. <laughs> I know you're now retired, but were you following a particular kind of diet when you were playing? I always ate clean. You know, when I got, into the NFL and I started to want to lose weight, I would definitely paid more attention to exactly what was going in my body. You know, it's tough during the season just because you really do. I mean, you have to eat a lot to really maintain your energy for the long days, the practices, the weightlifting, and really just kind of gearing yourself up for a game on Sunday. So for me, if I wasn't eating well throughout the week, it, you know, I, I felt the difference on Sunday. So it's nice going into these facilities just because you always have food that's readily available. And, you know, I always made sure that my breakfast was pretty much the same thing every single day. It was my protein shake and my oatmeal. And that's what I, it's what I ate and I didn't change it. And that's, and then breakfast, I, I mean, uh, lunch for me or, or snack, you know, during the season was usually some sort of carb pastas, you know, something maybe a little bit lighter sandwich, you know, because just kind of giving me something to get in, you know, get through practice and dinners obviously fluctuated, but I really tried to stay as clean and healthy as I could, because there's just such a benefit there, especially as I got older and just how my body would react to eating pizza or something like that. And it just wasn't, I knew it wasn't going to help me. So it's not something that yeah. I really want to do very often. Did you have a favorite pregame meal? Yeah. I mean, in the mornings, uh, if we had an early game, I stuck with pancakes, 
bacon. I always had a shake. My shake was always protein, banana, almond butter, one of those carbohydrate mixers just to kind of add in there and almond milk. And I did that always just kind of have with me. And then if it was a, a later game, it was pasta, steak, and green beans. Pasta, steak, and green beans are pancakes and bacon. I think I would die. <laughs> <laughs> but God bless you. <laughs> did you uh, did you have like favorite snacks that were always in the duffel bag on the bus on the plane? Yeah, I mean, I love the uh, the Bobo's bars. I really like those, and those are something that I always used to eat before I go work out too, just to kind of give me a little bit more of that carbohydrate before I go into like a long workout. But you know, those were always good. I stuck with, you know, I would consistently eat as, you know, fruit, fruit was, I you know, will never put fruit ever out of my diet. That's something mm-hmm. I just love to love. So I try to think what else, if there was other things that I would really used to like, I mean, I love eating chips. So there's always going to be a bag of chips in there somewhere, but <laughs> that, not before a workout, but maybe yeah. for a road trip or something. <laughs> Did you have a favorite cheat meal? I would say that my cheat meal is definitely Chinese food is probably my cheat meal or I'm just eating as much pizza as I can with my kids. Yeah, that would be my cheat meal. <laughs> How much has the diet and your nutrition changed since you retired? Are you paying as much attention? And if not, do you notice a difference now you feel? I can't say that it's been like that much different. I'm not like consuming myself with like what's going in my body right now which I normally was, you know, like thinking about like how much water I'm drinking and all that kind of stuff. And I know that that's going to change that, you know, I've already kind of felt myself kind of wanting to get back into that, that mode, you know, where I'm being healthy and eating the right way and monitoring everything that's going into my body. But the biggest change for me is, and that's, is I'm not getting crushed on Sunday. So my body actually feels pretty good, but I've never ate poorly. Yeah. You know, that's not something that I've ever done in my life. And, you know, even now, you know, me and my wife and I, you know, we cook every single night and the worst thing I'm having is a slice of pizza from what my kids are having pizza or, or something for dinner. So I'm never gonna, I haven't really strayed too far from the path there. I'm probably having, you know, maybe a couple more glasses of wine throughout the week, but you know, <laughs> that's probably the, probably the worst thing that's going on. <laughs> you mentioned you're playing a lot of golf. How's the handicap now? Around a five. That's pretty so good. It's uh, my 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 goal this winter to continue to lower that handicap and try to be competitive in that area of my life. Have you played golf your whole life, or was this a, a later in life acquisition? I played when I was younger. I never really took it seriously, and then I would say over the course of the last couple of years, I've you know started to get more into it. And you know, this off season, I really was playing a lot and getting into it and enjoying it and took a lesson for the first time. You know, never, I've never taken a lesson. I've always just kind of self-taught myself, everything kind of getting into the different parts of the game, you know, the, all of like the stats and the numbers and like trying to understand that is, has been a lot of fun for me. We're getting a few nice, uh, sunny days here in the Northeast. I played nine holes yesterday afternoon, but I think that we might be at the end. You're going to have to be in the simulator all winter long. I know. I know. I know. But uh, as long as I can get somewhere, it'll be fine. <laughs> well, I wish you good luck with that and good luck with baby number four. 
and so good luck with retirement and your first marathon and your first CrossFit competition <laughs> and all these firsts that you have coming and now that you're an old retired person. Thank you. Thank you. And are retiring. you going to, not all, not all. <laughs> are you going to be keeping up with your uh, social media now that you're not oh, yeah. playing anymore? So where That's can folks yeah. just tell us where folks can follow you? Instagram, Twitter, Chris Hogan underscore 15. That's really my main sources. And, you know, it'll be less of football pictures and more of the new baby and the family, but I'm always going to kind of maintain my presence. That's awesome. Thank you, Chris, so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much to Chris for joining us on Food of the Gods. Be sure to follow him on both Instagram and Twitter at at Chris Hogan underscore 15. Until next time, for more information on Food of the Gods or to download other episodes, visit us at foodofthegodspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at at foodofthegodspod or email us at foodofthegodspodcast at gmail.com. Food of the Gods is a Digitant Podcast production.